Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Hey, welcome, you guys. Um, How many of you guys have never been to this church before? Raise your hand. Come on. Awesome. Got Mac and Braylon back there. Come on, we have a lot of fun. I secretly tell people I, uh, we started this church so we could be around our friends more. Um, so I I'm, I'm unashamedly want all my friends around me all the time. Um, quick little plug, um, Eric Reed, he's sitting over there. Him and I started a, uh, we started a men's group on Friday mornings at 7 a.m. Everybody say Friday mornings. Friday. 7 a.m. And we meet just down the street uh, uh, at our offices it's awesome. We've got coffee and uh, the glory of God's there. We've had a great, fun show out um, this last Sunday. Um, uh, yeah, just come to that if you if you're feel, if you're a man, if you're a woman, you can pray for us. <laughs> yeah. So God's doing great stuff with that. I'm excited. I'm excited to see uh, people from all over the community. Don't even go to our church, um, but but want to be surrounded by powerful men of God. So I'm excited. Um, yeah, hey, just go, before we get started, just spread, reach your hand out to me. <laughs> just, just put your hand and, and, and just, just pr- pray, pray this one. Say, Jesus. Jesus. Say, help him. Help him. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, help him. Help Come on. Thank you. I received that. <laughs> oh, man. Just want to give you some interaction. You know, I want you guys to be part of this. Um, wow. Um, Father, thanks for what you're going to do tonight, today. I'm a mess. That worship was really good. I was at the, uh, the, uh, the Saturday night meeting, Celebration Church is putting on. I love that God is moving all over Orange County, all over. Um, I'm thankful that we don't have the corner of the market of what God's doing. That would be boring. Thank you, Jessica. <laughs> Well, hey, I want to talk about today um, some of a core message for our family. That's really loud. Is that too loud? Is that okay? All right. Like I said, I'm used to this. I'm not used to this thing. I want to talk about a little bit today, a little bit, a little bit about vision. I'm going to cast a little vision. So some of this will be bigger picture stuff. I'm going to move kind of quick through some of it. And I think I, I have a feeling I'm going to circle back around on a different Sunday and, and, and spend some more time. But I want to get into this idea and this concept of community, community and family. And it's something that I think this community, in a lot of ways, nails. Yeah. I think we, we do an incredible job um, of creating a sense of family, a sense of connectedness. One of the testimonies I keep hearing when I meet someone new, and, and if you're new, feel free to come and meet me. I would love to know your name. I'd love to know uh, your story a little bit, as much as I can. Um, on a Sunday morning, but I, I keep hearing this thing over and over again. This place is amazing. I, I've met so many amazing people since I've been here, and this is their first time. Or they'll say this. They'll say, um, they'll say, uh, wow, I just feel so connected when I come here. And to me, like, that is the best compliment beyond I've had the most incredible encounter with God. <laughs> that might be my favorite that I hear. Chris Plow, that's him. He's had the encounters. Um, th- that's probably my favorite testimony is that people are encountering God in our house. But my second one is that they feel really loved and connected to the people around them. Without going to lunch with them, 
for six Sundays straight or something. Like, I, I like that. But I, I love the fact that God is supernaturally connecting us. I don't know about this thing. All right. Come on. Like I said, thanks for praying for me. Um, but we're going to talk about community a little bit. And, I, and I, I, if this is an old message for you, I, I hope God shows you something really unique and different this time. When I talk about community, my first, what I want to kind of launch off of is this idea of when we were talking about building community, we're not talking about building the church. We're not talking about building buildings. We're not talking about building organizations. We're talking about building people. Um, I, I love what, at 1 Peter 2, 5, it says, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Christ Jesus. It says, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house. So, everybody raise your hand. Raise your hand. Just raise it high. Say, I am a spiritual stone. I am being built into a house. You are the building blocks. Right? Christ, it says, Christ is the cornerstone. Right, that all of this is being held together by Christ. You know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. That's what's holding this thing together. Jesus. The fact that he died and rose again is the reason that this house is standing on solid foundation. A foundation that went down to hell, got the keys of life and brought them back up and said, now let's build something. And you guys are his plan. You're his plant. You're a living, walking, breathing stone of building this house. So when you look around you, when I look out here, I, I don't so much see individuals, but I see a house being built. See, the, the church, the building, is where we gather and we sharpen each other. We're called to do great things, and doing it alone is actually not the plan. You know, I, you know... <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard this. It's like, well, brother, you know, I mean, I don't care what anybody else does. It's just me and Jesus. Right? It's like, it's the only thing that matters. It's me and Jesus. We're in this together. <laughs> well, that's kind of true, but that wasn't his plan. You are together, and you'll never be apart. And that's good news, right? Amen. It will be you and Jesus. And when there's nobody else around you, you'll have Jesus. But the plan wasn't it would just be you and Jesus. The plan was, I'm going to put you in a family and I'm going to have you actually, I'm going to give you gifts, Jordan, that Jesse, you don't have and that Tanya, you don't have either. And as you hang out with Chris, you're going to rub off who's then going to connect with Chelsea and her gifts are going to flow into Natalie and Natalie's gifts into Carmel. This is a powerful row right here, right? Come on, but this is the point. The point isn't that you're, that you're like this spiritual giant, although you are, but you're not a spiritual giant just for you and Jesus to go conquer the world alone. God has, has put his spirit in you to make you a living spiritual stone, a spiritual building block. And, and how are cities transformed? Because let's make one thing clear. We're here to transform the world. We're not here to, to, to create a, a brand we're not here to create a website. We're not here to create um, signage for people to drive by and be like, wow, that's a cool church. <laughs> Although I want our name on the building. Come on. 
I'm not ashamed of it. I, I, God is building something fabulous and incredible, majestic. But the point isn't that we're building a building, because we're not. We're building, we're building people here. God is building people. He's building you and you and you and you. And he's got a plan. And his plan is to transform the world into, in, into the kingdom of heaven. On earth as it is in heaven, right? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be on earth as it is in heaven. That was great. And I want us to have that, that vision in front of us because it's, it's easy to lose vision. There's something called mission drift. You guys ever heard of that? I, I don't know if it's just in the military. I think it's everywhere. But you, you plan a mission and you've got, you've got this vision in front of you of where you're going. And you've got to keep that thing in front of you. You've got to, you've got to do mission planning. I used to fly helicopters in the Navy. And, and, and before you do any flights at all, even if it was something you've done a hundred times, you have a mission brief, and you sit down with the air crew, and you sit down with the other pilot, and if there's anybody else that's given that flight, you put them in the room, and you go through it top to bottom. Really you, you, you might have done this a hundred times, and we did. And you just go through the checklist. Today's flight will be a da-da-da-da-da. We'll call all contacts on a high-level, low, clock, um, factor, no-factor, clock-based system, you know, a factor, no-factor, and anything not said is, is assumed not seen. And we just have this way, you just go through the brief every single time. Because everybody needs to know where we're going, what we're doing today. Because if you don't know where you're going, everybody's going to be doing their own thing. This pilot thinks he's going this way. This pilot thinks we're going to take off and do this. And the air crewmen in back don't know what's happening. We're a family. We're a team. We're, we're, we're a community. And it's really important that we know what our mission is all the time. Because everybody has own special call on their life, right? Those he has called, he has chosen. And he's chosen everybody here. But you got to understand, we're after the same thing. We're after transforming the world, transforming our city, our nation, everything. And this is, this is the vision. Now, our, 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 on, our, on our website, you can go to it and it says, our vision is encountering God together, equipping powerful people, and transforming culture with the love of Christ, with the love of Jesus. That's our mission. We've got, you know, love, you know encountering God, loving others, and transforming the world. Our vision is that, okay? So I, I, as I get into more community, I want you to know we're not, we're not, this, we're not just looking inside a little house trying to build something. We've got, we got other ministries here that, are, that have their own call, and, and I love that. Heck, you might be visiting here, and this might not even be your home church, and you say, oh, I just check them out. And then you go back to the church that you're a part of, and that's awesome, right? We bless every church out there to thrive and to transform the city. We have no desire to do this alone. So the church is where we gather and we sharpen each other. We're called to do great things, and doing it alone is not in his plan. Everybody say this, I'm not alone. You're not alone. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, it says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. 
This is, this is what we do on Sunday mornings. Because you can't do this alone at home. Right? Like, you know, every now and then Tim and I, you know, we'll hang out, we'll get coffee, and we'll encourage one another. But, but we get to do this with all our friends here. Like I said, I start, we started this church secretly to be around our friends, to encourage each other. Why? Because if we're going to transform the world, I need help. I, I, need, I need Jessica speaking to my life, Chris speaking to my life, Josie. I need people speaking to my life and encouraging me and saying, you can do it. You've got, you've got strengths and gifts, Jesse. Go. Your success in life is dependent on the confidence you have in, in God. And, and, and let me put it a little bit better, okay? Your success is actually more, more committed to God's confidence in you. Okay, because the beautiful thing is his confidence in you doesn't change on a day-to-day basis. But how, how often does our confidence in ourselves change sometimes? Right? You're not feeling very good today. I'm tired. The kids just woke me up. And they, have a, they, they came in frowning. Sometimes our kids come into our room and they're like, Phew. And they're just like, they're, they're, they're in a bad mood. They woke up in a bad mood. And we're like waking up and we're like, oh, this is not happening. No, no, no. Reagan, come, go out and come back in. We're, we're going to need a different start. <laughs> you, you need people to do that in your life, right? You need people to be like, hey, Mike, Mike, I'm going I'm to leave the room. I'm going to come back different. I'm going to start again. We need to encourage each other. And that's what this is. So when we talk about this family, I want to get a little bit more personal to our community. Like I said, I want to cast vision for this community a little bit. Um, with you, we, we think we're about 15 months in now. Um, and I am blown away at what God is building. Um, and, and He's building it. Yeah. Matthew 16, 18, remember, is a, is a story where Peter, he asked Peter who he is, and, and Peter responds, and, 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 and Jesus basically says, says, says you are corri- correct, and on this rock, I will build my church. I will build my church. Je- Jesus is the one building the church. I think sometimes you, get, you guys, maybe you hear it before. I, I hear it often. They're like, wow, you guys are doing an awesome job building this church. This is great. And my response is always like, well, thank you so much, but really God's building it. I mean, we get to be a part of it. We get to help grow. We get to, we're growing too every time. But we, we, we get, and we, we're leading, we're loving, we're, you're doing your part, I'm doing my part as we grow this body. But God is building the church. God is building the church. And I want, I want us to keep thinking about that because if, if, you're care, if you're not careful, you're thinking we'll do it. And you'll get prideful that we're doing a good job. <laughs> Aren't we amazing? You should come to our church because we're the best. <laughs> but if you keep humble in your heart, you just say, God's building this church. Just like he's building every church. He's doing something radical in Orange County. Come on, hallelujah. <laughs> and our message, if you hear us, like I hope, and hold me accountable, our message will always be, God is is, in, is doing something incredible in Orange County. And I can name off Celebration Church, the Father's House, Mariners, Rock Harbor, all these churches that I'm seeing God do incredible things. 
And I, it just makes me happy because I, I'm not insecure. God's not insecure. I'm really secure with what God's doing. I, I would do this if there was 10 of us. I would do it if there was 1,000 of us. 1,000, Jesse, that's a, that, that's, that's a lot of people. Yeah, I'll be real with you guys. Like the idea of us growing to a thousand people makes me pretty nervous. (laughs) Makes me pretty nervous. You guys know how we started. We started in 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 my wife and I, Jessica, in in our house. We started with about four people about three years ago. We just invited our friends over and said, "Let's do God. Let's have God in the house." And to be honest, that's where I feel most comfortable. But God's growing me. And God's growing you. See, growth is not an option. It's not even our our calling. We're not called to grow. We're, we're, We're called to grow people. God's job is to grow the church. God's job is to save, heal, and deliver people right? We're called to be his hands and feet. We're called to love people, to get our hands on people. And so when I think about this growth thing that's actually happening right before our eyes, I think, wow, I'm so glad I'm not the one responsible for that. (laughs) Listen, guys, I have met pastors that got kicked out of their church because they didn't grow the church fast enough. (laughs) That's ridiculous. It's not my job to grow the church. It's God's job. He calls people. He calls them. We do social media. Like, we're just going after the social media thing. Why? Because it's, it's the temple courts. It's the, it's the streets right now, right? It's what God's doing right now. And so we spend money on ads. We're blasting the message of the cross. And we're blasting the message that God's doing something radical in Orange County. And so we, we want people to come and hear the message and get saved, healed, and delivered. We want people standing up here saying, I got healed of scoliosis. Growth is not an option. Sometimes we can get scared about growing a little bit um, because it's, it's not comfortable. Um, and, we, and we have these ideas, these paradigms of what church is supposed to be like. And that church is supposed to be like, uh, church is supposed to be this intimate thing that, and, and this intimacy thing, right? I don't know, I, I, I've been around people think, well, the model has to be, how, God's moving us into a house church growth. House church movement. There's a house church movement, brother. And this is how God's going to grow the church. My, my, I, I talked with a really good friend of mine, and he, and, he, and he dropped this bomb. And he says, Jesse, the makeup of the building, the material used in the building that we meet in, has no difference to God. Whether, you're, whether you have, your building is made up of, uh, of bricks in a house or it's made up in cement like a building... God doesn't look at the the texture of your building and figure out whether he's going to dwell there or not, whether he's going to inhabit that room. He doesn't care if it's a house or a building or whatever. He just wants people to gather and experience him and to grow and transform the world. So I I don't want us to get into locked into paradigms of like, we have to stay small and intimate. 
If you look at the church of Acts in Acts 2, it, it, there's, there's nowhere in the church of Acts. In fact, in Acts 2, it says, and, and 3,000 number were added to them that day. Everybody say 3,000. 3, I'm not prophesying that. <laughs> 3,000 in a moment. And in the very next scripture, in the very next verse, it says, and the original members of the body left because they were afraid it wouldn't be intimate anymore. It doesn't say they were all worried that they would lose connection with each other. Does it? No. This is not in the Bible. There's nowhere in the Bible that says be careful about the church growing because you might lose significance. Because you might be worried about your value. Because you might be worried that you're going to get lost in the numbers. Listen, if you're, if, you're, if you're called somewhere else, be somewhere else. Be where God's called you to be. If you're called to a family of believers, whether it's 10 people or 10,000 people, whether you're at Joel Osteen's church, know what you're called to. And in that place, figure out what's God's plan for you. What's the mission on your personal life? What's the mission of the church? See, God has called us into family. And we, we, if, you, if you break this down a little bit, you're part of the big C church, right? The body, right? That's not getting smaller. The church is growing. It's expanding. It's, it's expanding at an alarming rate, alarming for the devil. There's people all over the world having dreams about Jesus and getting saved in, 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 in Iran, in China, everywhere. <coughs> and, I, and I think where I want to go with this is I, I just want us to, I want to I shift our paradigm a little bit so we're all on the same page. Because as a, as a father, as, a, as, a, as someone that just kind of really carries the father's heart for our community, it would be a bummer for me if, if we lost people along the way um, because they, got, they're, they're, they weren't going the same place we were going in their hearts. And so I want to make it really clear that God gets to do what he wants to do. I want to make it really clear that we're not closing our doors to anybody. And so I, I, I'm not saying people have come up to me and says, Jesse, I hope we don't grow anymore. This is perfect. I'm not saying that's happening, but I can feel it. I can feel people that are a little concerned, a little worried about this. And so I want to just, I want us to, re, I want us to, 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 to remind us of the mission that God's called us to do. And I, I really believe that God has called this family, this family, I don't know what anybody else is called to, but this family is called to influence the city and, and the region and the world. We're called to influence the world. And so I just, I want to know that if we're going to do that, we've got to let God grow this thing if he wants to. And I'll just say this, guys. You're looking for intimacy in the church, inside our family. If you're looking for intimacy, if you're looking for connection, connection will always be found in your identity. If you're not feeling connected, I love what Chris said earlier. Thank you, Pastor Chris. 
He, he, he stood up here and he says, he just felt like, you know, there, there, there's this, oh, he said it so good. He says, if you're feeling the illusion of disconnectedness, it's like, though I walk through the shadow of disconnectedness, it's a shadow, it's not real. It's a shadow. Though, though I feel disconnect, listen, you can feel the disconnection, okay? Yeah, it might happen. You might be having an off day. But the truth is you're connected. The truth is you, you were created connected. You're part of the body. The Bible says we're not going to start cutting off body limbs here and there because the body grew too quickly. Right? You're grafted in. You're part of it. I don't want to lose a single person in this room. If we grow to a thousand people, yikes, if we do, my team, my team has, has no problem saying we're going to be a thousand people. I, I say it, I'm just like, yikes. But God's not saying yikes. But if, if, if as, as we grow, I don't know what God's going to do, all right, but as we grow, your ability to stay connected is going to be directly tied to your ability to be connected here with the Father. Your identity, your healthiness, your, your, the love. The Bible says, you know, love, love the Lord God with all your heart, heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. As you begin to love you, you're going to learn to stay connected to people. You're gonna, you're, listen, if you're not feeling people are asking, man, nobody asked me out for lunch after church. Nobody, like, nobody asked me to hang out with them. I, you know what? Once you get a revelation of how valuable you are, so you're going to be asking people out to lunch. Wow. So good, Jesse. This, 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 the, the, the church body will never hold your hand and walk you to the... To the to, it's not its job. It's not the job of, of pastors, leaders, whatever. It's not, it's not their job to get your identity set in Christ. In fact, here, here's my dream for our community, that you look at the, you, you, you see someone in this body, and you see how, how healthy they look. You see them like they just love themselves, so they're asking people out to lunch. And you're like, I want to be like her. Man, she just, she just loves herself so much, she's asking people out to lunch. I want to be like that. That's the plan. The plan is that you get so jealous of the people around you having abundant life, that you just, you say, God, I have to have that. God, I have to have what she has. I want to be so secure in my love with you, that in my love of myself and you in me, that I, I will ask everybody out to lunch. And you look around, like this is, the, this is my favorite way of building community. Our house group was like this. You create powerful people who know how loved they are, and you make everybody else jealous. Come on, right? Right? Come on. Because you'll have people walk into this community and they'll be like, there's a lot of really powerful people in here. I think I'm in the right place. I think, I'm, I, think I need this. And as iron sharpens iron, as you encourage each other, as you sow into each other's lives, you're just going to start to get it. Listen, I hung, I've hung out with a lot of people for the past year that were new to our community, and they don't look the same now. They don't talk the same. And I would love to honor each one of them right now and just tell you how far they've come, even in a year. And so I just want to challenge you. If you're new, keep coming. 
keep coming, rub shoulders with some of these incredible people here, and get a little jealous. Because the same Christ that is in them is in you. He is, he is an equal opportunity offender. <laughs> Jesus will offend every single person the same way. He offends you by saying how amazing you are. And that's an offensive message. Well, brother, shouldn't we call out their sin first? That's just not what it says. It says it's his kindness that leads you to repentance. It's, 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 his, it's his vision of your life that will always cause you to get greater. That will always cause you to start asking people out to lunch. It's his vision for you, and that's, that's the gospel. I'm going to love you so stinking much that you're going to find it very uncomfortable to stay the same. You, you prayed for me. I, it's, it's working. Um, yeah. Whew. So uh, I'm going to just announce this right now, let everybody know, that, and, and we'll be announced for the next few weeks, I'm sure. Um, we, we just really, we, we realize that we've run out of parking. Um, there's a parking lot that just opened up at the end of the cul-de-sac there, just be out by three because they'll lock you in and then you get to come back on Monday. Um, two. Two o'clock. Be out by two. The sign does say three. Um, we're growing and, and I don't... Here's, here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to say... At the, I don't want to be afraid to grow. Um... I don't want to be afraid to grow because um, I, 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 I'm so in love with this house church model because that's what I knew, right? I don't want to grow because I, I, I remember what worked so well three years ago. I don't want to be afraid of this kind of stuff I, because, because perfect love casts out fear. And so if love is a man, I want to know what the man Jesus, the man love is doing. And so I need to not let my fear... Help me make decisions. <laughs> Hallelujah. That, that's, that's for a few of us right now, isn't it? Don't let fear help you make decisions. He's not good. Let love help you make decisions. So in this, I, I, I had this thought of someone come up to me, not that anybody has, and says, Jesse, I don't want to grow anymore. This is just too sweet. I just love it. I'm just starting to get to know people. I know a few people's names. I'm feeling really well-known. I just, nobody said this, but I, I had this picture of someone come up to me, and I just thought, you know, if we decided that we were just going to stay at one service, with all the parking that we had and all the seats are full, if we decided that, it would be like we locked our doors. Yeah. And what if one of, my, one of my sisters who doesn't know Jesus yet, I haven't seen her in like maybe five years, and I don't know where she's at and what she's doing with her life, and she comes knocking on the door one day, on a Sunday morning, he says, Jesse, I'm home. And I'm like, oh, sorry, we're full. Click. And, and I don't know what to do with that. And so if we decided that we were just going to stay really comfortable in this place that I feel comfortable in and what I know to be comfortable and nice, and 
We just lock in the door to all, the, all our brothers and sisters and our moms and our, and our dads and the people that we've never met before. And, and she'll just go, okay, well, I'll, I'll see you next year. We've got to have our doors wide open, guys. We've got to have, we've got to, we've got to, to the best of our ability, guys, we've got to move in love, not in fear. We're going to say, God, what are you doing? And, I, and we really firmly believe we're being led to go to two services. And maybe sometimes we'll have five services. That really scares me. So I don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> but, what, but, but we're going to have two. So I, I want to share a little bit about what two services looks like for us. With, I'm, I'm in, in, in. Are you guys still with me? Yeah. All right. It, you need to stand up, stretch your legs, you can. I'm going to keep going. Um, I, 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 I think we're going to keep talking about this, but I want to grow and not lose our connectedness and not lose our intimacy. And I believe we can do it. I can't do it. But we can do it. Does that make sense? I, I, I can't do this. That's a burden that I actually don't feel like taking on. Um, I'm not growing the church. God is. And so God is going to show each one of us how to grow this thing. I want to talk about, in order to grow this community, we need to create a paradigm for what family looks like. Because we can get by with a little mission drift here and there of, of, of kind of just just doing family messiness, we're in a house together all at the same time. It's easy to stay connected. But when we get bigger, we need to actually, we kind of need to tighten in a little bit. We need to get on the same page. We have the same vision for what does it mean to do family, okay? And I am devoted to doing family. I am committed to doing family. I don't want big church thinking. I want family thinking. Maybe in a big church. But I want family Okay, so I'm going to be harping on this every chance I get. Family. And when I think about family, I think about like a big, like a family dinner, like say Thanksgiving dinner. We got to hang out with some fun people. Um, and I love this paradigm they were showing us. They were showing, and I'm just going to share a little bit of about it right now. But this idea that if we look at the church, like it's like Thanksgiving Day. Okay? Thanksgiving Day, we're, everybody's, everybody's coming over to mom's house, mom and dad's house, and you're... Um, I, I mean, I grew up, and we had friends. We invited the friends over. We had a couple uncles over, and we, we, we all hung out in the house for the day. Everybody, does that ring a bell? Some of us ha didn't have that. I'm really sorry. Um, we're going to start having that more. I believe that people are going to open up their houses in the church for Thanksgiving and all that stuff, and it's going to be awesome. But, but imagine Thanksgiving Day, and you, and you show up, and, and, and I'll, I'll just put me out. You know, I show up, and the first thing my mom says is, hey, honey, would you start... Would you start peeling potatoes? Yeah. Start peeling sweet potatoes. So I start, so I just sit down because that's what, that's what the family needs, right? Someone needs to peel sweet potatoes, right? Amen. Someone needs to probably vacuum a little bit. Someone probably needs to set the table. Someone needs to make the casserole, chop the potatoes for the, for the sweet, potato salad. And so my job is peeling sweet potatoes. That's what I do. I'm going to do it every, I do it every time, every Thanksgiving meal. I may not feel called to peel sweet potatoes, I don't know that that's my gifting to peel sweet potatoes. I, 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 I don't know that, that God has spoke to me in a vision and said, Jesse, go peel sweet potatoes. But that's what I was asked to do. And that's what I can do. I'm, not a peel, I'm, I'm really good at peeling sweet potatoes. I'm probably better than half of you guys at peeling sweet potatoes. 
All right, I'm going to boast a little. And I'm sitting there peeling my sweet potatoes. And you know, when we sit down for dinner and they, 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 they're eating these incredible mashed sweet potatoes with butter and yumminess, nobody's going to say, this is incredible. Who peeled these potatoes? <laughs> Who peeled these sweet potatoes? This is awesome. And, and I'm not looking for that, right? I'm not looking for someone to say, who peeled these? Jesse, you did a fabulous job of peeling these sweet potatoes. I just do it because that's what family does. I just do that. that that's what you do. You don't set the table because I'm called to set the table. You know, right? And so we're going to grow and we're going to need to kind of tighten into family. But it's not about what we need. It's not that we need people to serve in our church, in God's church, in your church. It's not that we need people, okay? It's that, it's that that's what family does, wow. right? Back to family. Keep that, keep that core. That's what family looks like. So, so when you come in, what's your job? What are you doing? My vision and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not even going to beat around the bush. My vision for our community, I've said it before, is that every single person that calls this their family would feel like they have a job. That this is, this is my family, this is what I do. I peel sweet potatoes. I may not feel called to it, but this is what I can do. You know, on that Thanksgiving morning, or Thanksgiving uh, dinner, everybody has a job, right? Everybody has a job, except for a few people. Right? Except for a few people, there's, I, I love it, I, I love the idea. So there's three people that, three people groups that probably aren't going to help out on, a, on, 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 I almost said Sunday morning, on Thanksgiving. We have the kids running around, right? You know, I, I, you know Reagan and August, Reagan's five, August is about to turn three, and they're going to run around on, on Thanksgiving Day, and I'm not going to hand them a potato and a, and a potato peeler. I'm not going to give them a knife to chop potatoes. I'm not, I'm not even going to give them the vacuum, right? They're just going to run around and play. Right? Because they're, they they're, they're, they're growing, right? They're just not ready to help out. No big deal. I'm not mad. I'm not angry that my five-year-old isn't, uh, um, isn't, uh, isn't setting the table right now. Right? I'm not mad that she can't lift the garbage out of the trash can. It's just, it's, it's where she's at. I'm not mad that my two-year-old, my three-year-old is not, is not doing something. So you're going to have people that are just growing and they're, they're, they're maturing. Okay? I don't expect those people to help right now. You're gonna have, then you're going to have another group. Our friends, college friends, right? My, my sister always had, she's a very social girl. She always had her friends coming over. They were a little off. I, I, I really love my sister. She's taken over the world in photography, and she has a lot of alternative friends, and I love them to death. So we'd have these people come over. It was just really fun. And I, I expect them to come and hang out. Just talk. Get to know people. Hang out. You're a guest, right? I don't expect you to do anything. Be a guest. And so... If we, we have people here that are just kind of visiting, trying to feel this place out. Is this where I want to be? Is this my family? I don't know. That's cool. That might take a month. It might take a year. I'm okay with that. I have no problem. If you're a guest, I don't expect guests to help out too much. I want you to receive. I want you to get filled up. And then if you're going to go, go change the world. And the third group that doesn't get help out very much are the weird uncle, is the weird uncle on the couch. <laughs> It smells a little like marijuana, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't know who your uncle was. I've got stories, all right? I, I, I had a fun family. But he's just sitting on the couch watching, watching sports and, <laughs> and drinking a beer. Like, he's, it's weird, right? It's weird. It's just like, that's out of place. What's, he's just 
he's just sitting on the couch, not doing anything. And I get that, right? Like I, I'm like, okay. Is someone going to talk to him? I don't know. It's just... Listen, this is, this is our vision for this family. If this isn't what you know church family to be like, I want to invite you into something. Because we're not changing. I'm not going to change the vision that God has put on this house. I'm not going to change this vision and say it's okay if only five people are, are helping in the family. I don't want to challenge you guys. If this is your family, I want to challenge you to find a way to serve. We don't need you. We don't need you to peel potatoes. We just won't have sweet potatoes. We could still do family without sweet potatoes. We'll still do family, but, but this is what family does. And I could launch into a whole nother 30-minute sermon, but I won't because we love our kids and our kids' workers and our moms and dads. But it's in, it's in our family's best interest to hang out and peel potatoes together. Yeah. It's, in our, it's, in, it's in your best interest. If you're going to answer the call on, 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 of, on the call that God has put on your life to serve in family, it, it's just the order of the kingdom. It's just how the kingdom works. As you, as you sacrifice, as you come in and you do family with us, you're going you're gonna, to the world is going to be opened up to you. Connection will not even be a thought. Connection isn't a thought to family. You don't come into family and go, I wonder if I'm connected to my sister today. Because you just, every, every Thanksgiving, we hang out together. She sets the table, and I, and I polish the silver. I do the dishes. That's just what I do. I do the dishes. I'm not called to do the dishes, but I'm doing the dishes. So as we get closer to, I think, as we get closer to June is when, when we're going to launch in two services, a month from now, I want us to start thinking about what is it that you're going to do to make this your family? What is it that you're going to do to make this your family? If you don't know me by now, I don't do the guilt message. I don't do the shame message. I don't do the condemnation message. It's useless. It's boring, and it actually hasn't produced any fruit. But I do do the love message. And I'm not afraid of hard work, and I'm not afraid of commitment, and I'm not afraid to, to calling our family to family. And I want to encourage you guys. This is a walk that we all get to be on. I don't get to make decisions for you. You get to be powerful. You get to decide, how am I going to do family? And as I, as I kind of wind this down, I just want to... Uh, I want to do a couple of practical things. You have a, a, a connection card in front of you. If you don't have a connection card, raise your hand. Right, just raise your hand right now. If you don't have one, raise your hand. Get a hand on one. We have a few people that can hand those out. Just keep raising your hand for me until you get one. This is the, only, this is the practical way that I can see of, of making this work. So just bear with me a little bit. I want you to write your name and your email address. You got, your home address is fine. I don't, I don't, I'm not that worried about that. But your email address. And I want you to, I want you to pray about huh, what you could do. I almost said what you're called to do. And that's okay too. If you feel directly called to be part of our greeter team and you want to speak life into new people and you want to you usher them into their destiny called a seat, that's awesome. 
But I want to be real with you guys. We have a couple places that is a real core part of our family. And just stick with me for a few minutes longer. Just stay focused a second. We have, we have one, we have, our kids are radically valuable to us. Our kids are radically valuable to us. And I want to call a few of you guys that you think that you could do this to help out. And when we talk about serving here, we're talking about helping out about once a month. Okay? This isn't very spiritual. <laughs> it, but it's really spiritual, if you'll get it. Like, listen, guys, this is true spirituality. Understanding what people need and filling the need. This might be your pathway to what you actually are called to. Hallelujah. That is a really good word. Some of us haven't reached our, haven't stepped into our callings yet because we're afraid to do the dishes in the back room when nobody's going to thank you for scraping that last bit of food off while you're cussing out the person that let this burn on the pan. (laughs) I do a lot of dishes in my house, all right? I love you, honey. Um, But I do the dishes. I do the dishes not because it's my gift. I do the dishes because I radically love my family and my wife. And I don't want her to do the dishes. All the time. So I want to call you guys to two, really, two things that, that don't feel as fun, but they really are, is, is our kids' ministry. And, when we, and, and, and what the cool thing about going to two services now is we get to do something that I'd never really heard about because I didn't grow up in the church is sit one, serve one. And it's kind of like this, this, I know, that's hilarious to me, but it's what people say, so I'll say it. Um, and it's this idea of Mary and Martha, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to serve. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on my feet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to serve Jesus with my hands. And then I'm going to be on Mary. I'm going to sit at the feet of Jesus. I'm going to enjoy the message, the service, all that stuff. And so I want to encourage you guys. We're going to be doing two services. So the idea is that you, you serve once a month. Listen, if, if half the room here served, it might not be that often. Some of you guys are going to be like, can I serve more? Because I get so lit. And I get so connected to people. Dude, my friend Ben, Ben is in here. He, he serves all the time. Guys like Tim and Ben, I see him setting up chairs. Their lives are transformed because they keep coming in. All you guys are incredible. So I want to encourage you guys. Our kids ministry radically. I want them to thrive. and I don't want to wear these people out because, they're, 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 because their heart to serve is so there. And by the way, I, our kids workers prophesy over our kids they're being activated. They're, they're giving, they're, they're actually, they get to watch the kids give prophetic words for each other. It's awesome. We have an incredible kids leader. So I wanna, I wanna invite you into that, okay? The other area is our setup team needs a few more people and I wanna encourage you guys to do that. And if you wanna serve on two teams, brilliant. But this is family, guys, okay? I know, I'm conscious that we're running long and, but it's worth it. It's worth it, so... Um, we, I, there's a lot of options on our Connect card, and I just want to say this. I want us to focus on our kids' ministry, on our setup team. Our hospitality team is killing it right now, um, and, and our joy team also. Those four teams are the areas that we really want to sow into right now. So practically, I want to encourage you guys to, to, to go after those. 
Um, and then if you want to help out with media, with special events, like put that on there too, because we're, we're going after media. We're going to build a whole media team, and, and we're, we're actually, we're dreaming about like renting a house and putting our media team in the house, and, and like we're growing, we're, we're, just, we're dreaming big, but I want to invite you guys to some really practical ways. Amen. Is that okay, guys? Cool. All right. Just put your hand on your heart. I'm going to pray for us. Actually, can we just stand up? I just like to end with everybody standing. I just feel like it breaks us out of like that we've been listening mode. Put your hand on your heart and just, just repeat after. We're just going to make a couple of declarations over your own life. Just say, I am a part of a family. I am a part of God's family. I am a valuable part of this family. I have a destiny that can only be fulfilled through family. Father, I just thank you for this amazing, incredible community of believers. Whether it's their first time or their hundredth time, God, I thank you, Lord, for the call in their lives. I thank you that each one of these people here is called to transform the world around them. To be transformed into the likeness of your son, Jesus. Yeah. Lord, I, I pray that even this week, God, that they would have new revelation about, about the family that they're involved in right now. And I pray that, that yeah, God, I, and I just declare, there, God, is, God is doing this right now in every single person here. He is connecting you to your destiny through family. He is connecting you to your destiny through family. And I pray, God, that you would re start revealing the pieces, the dots, the connection points so that they would fully be able to walk into who you've called them to be, fully abundant sons and daughters. Yeah. If you just receive this today, just say, I receive it. I'll never be the same. Amen, amen. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Give God a hand. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.